it's I I find it really weird, Fred, because I talk to you more than any other person on earth. Yes, and, and we never do this. We yeah. never do. It's just fucking bizarre. Uh, this is like the third time that you've been on the show. So, so I, I guess I'm welcoming you, and you're welcoming. There me we go. So, to uh, to the listeners, we're evidently recording now. So, listeners. Yeah. Welcome to the front porch. We're glad you're here. And uh, welcome to Mindwave. We're glad you're there. And if this goes out on some other show, welcome to whatever the hell that show is. Um, this this evening, this morning, it's 1.30 a.m. on, it says Saturday on my thing, but no, <clears throat> is this Saturday? This the is Saturday. golden hours. Yes. Okay, yeah. we, we are into Saturday officially the 12th. It is one thirty in the morning. There we are. These are the good hours. So it's one thirty in the morning, Saturday morning, and Jenner and I are getting together to discuss uh, building a bigger table. Um, if you haven't heard a bigger table, it is available on. It's on your. It, it's on Mindwave, right? I mean, just off Podbean, they can just listen to it there, right? Oh yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just roll back a couple episodes. Leia, you. And it's also on, uh, it's not on my uh, Spotify and shit like that, but you can hear it over at uh, my Patreon. So, and I'm sure we'll drop links to that in the show notes. So you can hear it in a lot of places and you really should uh, so that you understand this. Yeah. If, if you haven't listened to a bigger table yet, this episode is not for you. Please pause, go listen to a bigger table and then come back. We'll play elevator music until you get back. Okay. Let's give it a, let's give it a soft beat. Yeah. So <clears throat> Jeopardy works too. Yeah. I need I'm, to start using that one more. I've been using the same elevator music since we started the show. So but yeah. Welcome back now from uh, from your hiatus while you went to listen to a bigger table. Um, and first of all, I, I, I want to begin with where I think things are wonderful. And where I think things are wonderful is I think that collectively we produced a really beautiful piece of art. Um, and individually, Jenner's work was far greater than anyone else's um it wasn't in quantity let's say in quantity yeah but also in quality um and you no it's true um we all did our lines the best we could uh but the the reason that what you heard sounded that good was because it was masterfully constructed by our master master builder uh, and that is what made it work. Um, and, uh, the other things that I think worked really well, um, I think we had some brilliant, uh, readings of lines. I think we had some extraordinary actors and I feel fortunate and privileged. Yeah. I, all of the, all of the actors and I will not ever name any names anywhere in this episode because the last thing I ever want to do, I mean, other than Jenner's, because I think you know that he's here. Um, but the last thing I want to do is run the risk of hurting anybody's feelings. That's not why I'm here. Um, but with maybe one or two exceptions, I think the performance were, the performances were absolutely spot on and brilliant. And I was very lucky and very glad to work with these people. Um, 
if there are problems in it, the first one is that the script is imperfect, but I did my best. I'm sorry. Um, and, you know, I just didn't have as much time as I would have liked. And that's the second problem that we are working to eliminate as the theater goes forward that, hey, uh, deadlines are always flexible. Um, and at least as far as finishing the project. Um, and, you know, th there are so many good things to be said about it. I think what I like best about it is that, you know, I, if you listen to Front Porch Podcast, I do a lot of essays about humanity first and ending poverty and paying living wages and, and, and kindness and love and empathy and compassion and all that. And I lay out, I lay it out factually and explain it logically and all that. And that's an entirely different thing from what we did in a, in a bigger table where we gave you the chance to feel it. Um, is a world like this possible? Yes, here it is. Um, and it, it, I think it's a deeper experience than you would have had, uh, in, in, in one of my regular front porch podcast episodes. Um, so yeah, we have good reason to be grateful to a lot of people who did a lot of work. Um, I feel like some, I, again, I'm not naming names, but there were places where I felt like, damn, kind of let us down here a little bit. Um, but Jenner overcame that and produced something beautiful anyway. Um, I'm going to turn it over to you. What are your feelings? Mm. <clears throat> oh gosh. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm making notes in my head here and I really should have been making them on paper because this is exactly why you're here. This is why we need you here on some level because, um, I will hurt people's feelings. <laughs> I have hurt people's feelings and to those people I say, I'm sorry, but that's just the re that's the crazy kind of creator that I am. And especially when I'm incredibly invested, mm -hmm. um, emotionally invested in, in the work. This was, this was again, guys, remember coming back from Priors hollow, which that piece, I, I don't re I don't think many people realize, um, how true that story is. It's, and by the way, listeners, that yeah, no. story is called Only Through Fire, and you can hear part one on any of our podcasts, but if you want to hear the entire thing, um, the complete experience is available on either of our Patreons, and that it's really worth your time. Patreon. Yes, yeah. and get your and ass over to Patreon and support us, but that we'll come to that later. Go ahead. Yes, but so so that's the first thing that anybody needs to understand about me is that with, with those pieces in particular, those are extremely personal. If you're really, really paying attention um, to the very, very, very end, you'll know, you know, I talked about my Nana. That's like how we how we ended that mm -hmm. gratitude piece um, in the Gratitudes for the Dead. And that's what that became. That gratitude for my Nana became a bigger table. That mm -hmm. it became an entire story. And and the hugest challenge here, it was that it kept getting bigger and kept getting bigger because it had to. We had to fit everybody in. We had to invite everybody and squeeze it in and, and get as many of the story elements as we wanted in there. Every new idea, every great idea, every hum and diddle, 
and background nonsense, uh, let alone the music. But we won't even talk about Odin. But everything had to go in there. It had to. With mm-hmm. this, this was this was the whole thing was a gratitude piece, and it's a gratitude to the audience, to you, the listener, the people who actually appreciate what we're trying to do here and I'll, many of you participated in this one you didn't you weren't just a listener you got to be a part of it which is what made it you know also so special but um rewinding slightly we'll do we'll we'll do compliments sandwich rewinding briefly to the negativity is that like i was deeply 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 invested in these two projects holiday mouse is a joy we'll get on holiday mouse and not all of them are going to be that personable but this is the origin story okay you have to burn everything to the ground first that's what that's about Mm -hmm. um so i did lash out at people i i hurt people's feelings throughout this process because like hey i'm just the guy with a computer who can make sounds and stuff i'm not good with people i'm not certainly not good at directing people or coordinating large groups of two dozen plus kids and animals but what Um, you are good at in that in that sense is you assembled this large group of people which is not a thing i can do uh you got all these people to come in and work and Oh yeah. yeah, snagging them. I, I it felt a little bit like wrangling cats, though. Nah, I mean, but they all joined <laughs> willingly. No, nobody no, was first. Of course, the for, yes. for for me for my process, like I was yeah. not prepared to manage that many different people and that many different pieces. Eventually, I'm gonna have to go and look at how many individual blocks are in a bigger table because it would probably shock you it's got to be it's got to be a couple hundred anyway it's it's hundreds and yeah i'm sure that's true um and yeah managing people is something that you know is difficult to learn i had 29 years learning that as a school teacher and you think adults are a bitch to manage try sixth graders um and um it's part of where I learned my patience. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll handle the managing people. You just get oh, me the God. group together and I'll handle managing them. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. This is why I need you here. Cause I can't also be that guy because I will lose my shit. <laughs> I yeah. will literally break kids. Uh, that's that's just real raw Jenner right there saying like that is way too many hats. I'm gonna break my fucking neck. Yeah, and I can't put a group together. I never have been able to do that. Give me a group, and I can do many things with them. But no, I can't. Getting anyone to come and say, "Oh, I want to be in your group," I, you know, in high school, I never ate. Not only did I not eat at the cool kids table, I didn't eat in the cafeteria most of the time. There was a little tree outside the cafeteria and I would take my lunch and go sit there by myself. I don't, I can't make groups. So I'm very glad that you can. Having created it, shut up and let me manage it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I have been good at it. I don't know how good I will be at it anymore which is also kind of a hard truth part of this conversation because I've had to step back from social media entirely for my own sanity, for my own mental health. I am off of Facebook. I started by deactivating my account just so that it disappeared. People could see that 
I was no longer there, but they could still see me on Messenger and contact me on Messenger. And it got to a point where I was just like, no, I'm getting rid of Messenger 2. Um, I, like, if people really, really, really want to talk to me, um, it's not hard to figure out how to do that. So I'm, com I'm just done done with that if we produce something i'll go and post links as an alt account or something as the official i still maintain control of the studio stargazer page in the theater mm -hmm. group yeah my handful of other groups and things from an alternate account but i have no intention of spending any time in there at all and i have no intention of having personal relationships with people over messenger because it's fucking it's dog shit well i mean yeah you know and i think that's where uh we're different because those are pretty much the only ones i can handle um mm -hmm. people in person scare the hell out of me um put put me behind my microphone and i'm fine um i'm doing an episode about that this week um but i can't deal with people in person and it's always nice that you know when i'm dealing it, if i have any kind of relationship with somebody on uh on messenger um, that's at my discretion <laughs> when they annoy me, I can, you know, I just, sometimes I don't answer messages or sometimes I, and like, I have one from someone I love that I knew I need to pay attention to, but it's a YouTube video and I haven't been in that mind space yet. And fortunately he understands that I'm sure he's not having a fit, but you know, it, I, I like the control that I have. You put me in a social situation with other human beings where I can't make them shut up and I, and, and I can't, get, can't get them away from me. That's very, very bad for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, again, I'll do the Facebook part and all I need you to do is, you know, your, your extraordinary magic. Um, and why don't you spend a few minutes explaining how this comes together? It, because I don't really think our listeners know and part of some of our listeners are members of the cast and i think it would be great if you would just sort of walk them through how the hell you put all this together oh wow okay <laughs> that's a big project even just explaining what actually goes into this uh but i'm not good with real per real people in the real world either i'm good at i'm really good at being fake with people in the real world um, in a customer service type way. I worked in customer service for a long time. So I know how to be bullshit nice to people in the real world. But I do that less and less because it's so fake and stupid. Um, what I'm not good at is like... And, and this is this is the disconnect. I just want to wind back real quick here to the, to the messenger problem is because I was trying to have real relationships in a medium where it does not belong. Like, it, it, it does not belong in that medium. I can't have relationships with people yeah. uh, there because it, I'm becoming very attached to people. Like, I literally love, love a lot of you guys like family. And it's having to process all of that through Messenger is uh, just at the worst, the worst. There's a better way to do it. I'm going to stop doing that way entirely. If you want to get, if you want to hang out with me, come hang out with me. I'm not doing that anymore. There's too much miscommunication. There's too many hurt feelings. There's too much bullshit. But, you know, the, the flip side of that is I would point out that essentially 100% of our relationship has been over Messenger. 
And you know what? It so works. True. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, well, for, for the select few. Okay. Uh, you know, deep, deep, deep emotional attachments. And it's, uh, well, we won't, we won't. You know. We don't need to explore that now, but let's, I'm going to go back to his. Let's go. I can do that in real time. Oh, there you go. Okay. <laughs> I got that one in the soundboard. Let me thunderclap. Cool. So, okay. So now let's go back though to the technical aspects because I mean, yeah. I'm looking at this as like DVD extras or something. And yeah. I think if I were, you know, uh, somebody who would listen to that, I would really want to know, Jesus, how did you do that? So walk them through, take five, six minutes, walk them through how this shit is done. Oh man. Well, they, the, the, the actual physical process is, has been kind of different with each one with only through fire. We had a script read, um, that was me reading through the entire script by myself being all of the characters so that we have that as a kind of bedrock along the top of the project. Here's how long it's going to say, or, or how long it's going to take to say that. Um, and then you find the music pieces that match each scene kind of well. That worked really, really easy in Only Through Fire because mm-hmm. I was pulling the whole thing is basically the incendium story. Am I coming through on my fucking laptop speakers too? You're, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you. Okay. Okay. So, you know, that was, that was a very easy thing. Like the, the pieces just fit. The music pieces just fit underneath the words where they were supposed to go. Mm -hmm. And then once we started casting, excuse me, burp human noises. uh, Once we started casting and getting lines in, then it was a matter of going back to in my part of the script read, cutting my lines out and replacing them with the other person's lines. Um, beyond that, each each cast person, each vocal profile needed its own thing. That's like this: the waveforms are spread out in a way in the equalizer that, like you know, rounds their voice out. We have to place them somewhere in the room. Um, if you if you've been listening to this stuff, you're going to be hearing a lot of left to right stuff, unless you're listening on your phone. Which please uh, don't if, do if, that. If you're doing right. that, please don't do that. This is a full stereo experience. So then it's a matter of placing that voice somewhere in a room and giving um, some reverb to it. I went very very heavy with the reverb. Um, on on um, a bigger table and kind of in only through fire because conceptually the first person perspective is kind of ethereal um in only through fire we're the bird we're the raven flying mm-hmm. through the sky kind of watching all this stuff happen and then in a bigger table it's kind of a dream it's like a, a childhood memory so it's a, it yeah felt it, like it needed to be a dream space that was super reverby yeah uh, and it is, I mean, you know, in, in, uh, only through fire, we're seeing it through Nobu's eyes, but in, uh, in a bigger table, it is explicitly through Eliza's eyes. I mean, and that was a conscious choice near the beginning because we were mm-hmm. presented with the problem of, wait a minute, man, you burned down the whole fucking village and everyone's dead. What are you, how, how are you doing another show with this? And so, okay, it's a memory. 
it's a time track. Travel. Yeah, right. Okay. And we haven't <laughs> gone imagination. We haven't gone the fantasy route that we have set up in, oh, in Only Through Fire. We haven't gone there yet. Oh. And listeners, it'll happen, I think, someday. I don't know. But um it's entertaining. I was like, do you remember when we were gonna do a fantasy story? Yeah. <laughs> that was the plan. Yes. We planned to do fantasy, and then Halloween came up and we're like, we should do something super fucking to like we should take Poe. Okay, and just go like so much in Golden Arm and go so much darker. Yeah. <laughs> Let's like take elements of that and go so much fucking darker. We went as dark as humanly possible. And I think it is important uh, to point out that uh, Only Through Fire was painful to write. Um, and it was painful to produce. I had to run through that like 120 times. Um, and one of the things <laughs> that, those rooms. Oh you know, God. yeah. <laughs> when you are doing art, you have to kind of put yourself there. Yes. Um, and I had to put myself in rooms where I did not wish to be. I did not wish to be, you know, I didn't want to be in the room when when Alvin is attacked. And I didn't want to be in the room when, uh, you know, we're, we're setting fire to people and shit. This is not a place I enjoyed being. As opposed to uh, a bigger table where, yeah. I want to be in these places. I want to be with these people. I want to have these experiences. Mm -hmm. So it's a much longer piece um, because there was so much stuff that, and, and that is something else on which I'm going to be working in the future. Writing by committee is a bitch. It really is. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be working mm -hmm. on that, um, that, Hey, j tell me what you want and then leave me the fuck alone and let me write it because and then let's have 20 more writers rooms meetings. Let's do yeah. one every day at, at four 30. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like yeah. to really get this shit right. Um, collaborative writing, because I think only through fire went actually the writing process on that went really, really smoothly. You, cause we framed out what we wanted in mm -hmm. this village. Um, and so let's take you like, down to the bedrock here guys from the creative process we decided what we wanted we wanted a village somewhere in the plymouth colony in the 1600s and a bunch of really dark gnarly shit was going to happen and there's only one person left and then it all kind of developed from there mm -hmm. fred invented every character in that story um except for nameless yes who doesn't have a name? He doesn't have a name. He does now, uh, but we're not telling you yet. Well, oh, oh, you spoiled that he has a name now. God, see, now people are going to be, it's a, what's his name? Yeah, uh, we're not you telling you. You don't get to know. You don't get to know. No. Um, I, you know, Fred invented every other character in that story to make it work. And it, it was kind of like, okay, well, uh, we need a farmer and we need a baker and a miller and, a, you know, uh, an undertaker, clearly. Uh, and just like getting all those pieces collaboratively coming together and people made their own characters. They took what was written and mm -hmm. made that into their, like Eustace Tangi is now like a real person yeah, <laughs> because of Mike's performance as one example. I, and actually, I, yeah, Mike's performance. be naming names because that's, that's, I'm sorry, the, that's the, the, a actor, really good example. the actor playing Eustace Tangi uh, actually inspired what I made of Eustace Tangi in uh, in Bigger Table, yes. um, and he made the character. Eustace Tangi, uh, just in case anyone is remotely interested, 
um, is a sort of a second Fred. Uh, he and I are both really heavy introverts, if you want to use that word. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does not want to go in to the tavern. He does not want to be around those people. And when young Eliza drags his ass onto the dance floor, uh, he won't leave her alone, which is the only reason he's there, but his goddamn legs are shaking. Um, I have a great sympathy. I mean, yeah, I played Joshua Cross, but now Eustace Tangy was the character that I wrote sort of to be, this is me. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> no, I love I love Eustace the, as the, the character. I like you, Mike. I don't. Well, I also love you as a brother, but like I'm so in love with this character. And it, originally, I feel like this is a writer's room level thing. We were supposed to make it like even more dark, to where like we 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 say that he makes the soap. We don't explain that he makes the soap out of dead bodies, and we don't. We never brought in the buttons. <laughs> We no. never brought in the buttons that was supposed to be in there. Nobu was actually supposed to be named in the first story too, um, which he wasn't, which kind of makes it more mysterious. But, uh, oh, Jesus, where were we go? Oh, <laughs> Joshua Cross. Oh, man. It, uh, and thank you for that switch, because I wanted to call him Joshua Waters. Okay, mm-hmm. because I'm like... Okay, this is we're we're doing a Jesus metaphor. I want to tread lightly. I I want to have it not be so. And you're like, nope, Joshua Cross. We're doing the Jesus metaphor. And I'm like, okay, fine. Let's let's do it. Yeah, it's but look great. at the other re- the other reason that it works, right? Other than the Jesus uh, metaphor, and we're just, both atheists. Well, yeah, but other than the Jesus metaphor, what does uh, what does oh. Joshua Cross do? Well, he builds what? Oh yeah, bridges. Mm-hmm. what do you do with a bridge okay there we are yeah. okay so that worked on that level oh yeah. so much yeah so much uh, extra elemental layers to that but yeah that that was <laughs> i was even apprehensive about calling him joshua because that's yeshua it's, it's, you know, yes i know but i wasn't so. that's why i named that character joshua and then we mm-hmm. met a joshua who's who is the star of holiday mouse do you yes. want to ship the holiday mouse i know you only wanted to go for half an hour and i'm looking at the clock i know and we're going to keep it pretty close to that because i am uh, tired but um we oh should mention that um, oh. and uh, okay i would say holiday mouse will be out on but i'm not going to say that because one of the advantages Okay. Be the holidays. For for those who don't know, both Jenner and I live in just about the deepest poverty you can. We are just like three degrees south of homelessness. Okay, um, and you know, don't have any money for this, that, or anything else. Uh, but if you're going to live in this deep poverty, one thing that you get to do is say fuck your deadlines. Um, <laughs> and so I don't worry about them anymore. Um, I would love to tell you Holiday Mouse will be out by Christmas, and I think it will. But oh, of course. That's I'm promising nothing. But I'm <laughs> right. And by the way, Holiday Mouse is coming up, and I need everyone to know that this is a script that I wrote, no kidding, 30 years ago. Uh, Jenner is about the right age. He could have appeared in the first <laughs> in the first performance of that show. Uh, no shit. And that's why that's one of the reasons I love this guy. He reminds me of like my favoritest elementary school teachers in the world, guys, which is why you love him too, listener. Let's be honest. And <laughs> that's why- 
But the holiday mouse, the origin story of the holiday mouse, there are two pieces. One, I was thinking about uh, when I was a kid, my family was a foster family and uh, we had 52 kids in the space of like three or four years. I don't remember. We finally had to quit when uh, dad's heart gave out uh, and he had open heart surgery and then we were done. But the, two of the first kids that we ever had were Angela and Michael. And, uh, they were with us for over a year and I never loved anybody quite the way I loved them. And I was thinking about them and said, you know, I wonder what happened to them. And suddenly I made them into mice. Well, okay. It wasn't all that sudden. I picked up a bong (laughs) and Angela and Michael became mice. And, uh, then I just got weirder and weirder. And I said, this would be such a fun little play to do um and it was originally done with music from the grp christmas album 30 years ago that i would i just thought it'd be really fun to have kids do this um jenner is going to come up with new music for it but that's the origin story of the holiday mouse um and i'm hoping i don't know but i'm hoping i'm going to get one of the original actors from 30 years ago to do one of the voices but i don't want to promise that either so hello robert you were on Master Builders. All, all the all the all the attentive listeners know who we're talking about. Robert. <laughs> I know, but we're not naming Get names. Yes, yes. He doesn't listen to this show. <laughs> I don't know. He, he may. Yeah, I think he does. does. Of course he does, which is why that was just a magical moment. Can yes. you imagine being a, a listener of a podcast in a car and having somebody speak directly to you? Yes. And out of the eight billions of humans on Earth. I do that every once in a while. People who I know that are listening. Yeah. Once what by the time this episode comes out, though, he will either have done the lines or not. I have no idea what his schedule is, and I just sent him a message a couple of hours ago saying, Oh, please. That's um, gotta be him, man. I I mean, I can I can I have ideas. Oh, we can cover it other ways if we have to. And I and I also made a promise that you know, we will have uh, all of this in your, you know, on your desktop by uh, midnight tomorrow night or tonight, you know, whatever. By So by Sunday at, at, at 12.01 a.m., we're going to have them all. So if he comes through, fantastic. Um, we have a couple other people that we're trying to get to do it. Fantastic. Yep. Doesn't matter. Um, if no one else does it, fuck it. I will. Um, and it'll get done. See, this is another, this is another creator's room level. Yes. Insight is that you guys, we have to be firm about the deadlines. We have to, because if we're like, it's okay, you can turn it in tomorrow. We run into an elementary school teacher problem that eventually you have to say, no, you can't turn it in late at the end of the semester. You still get an F. I'm sorry. You fail. Yeah. Um, so we have that, like, no, you need to meet the deadline, but also we set a really early deadline for this one. And let, let, let me just, let me just go ahead. Say this part that for a bigger table, we set the deadline to get everything that we needed four days before Thanksgiving. So that I could have four entire full days of production. I didn't get those pieces until all of them. (laughs) And we're actually still missing one or two. Yeah. I didn't get all of them that went into that until two or three days 
after Thanksgiving. Yep. So we have to be firm about deadlines. We have to say, no, if you want to be a part of this, you need to get your lines in on time. Yes. Um, And we are also saying in that sentence, life is shitty. Life is difficult. You got stuff going on. Listener, you have a whole life in the world out there. You got a job. You got kids. You got fur babies. Um, you know, we we get it. So I'm not going to set a hard, hard, hard deadline on a holiday mouse because December 25th, I am saying it. I am putting that shit out on December 25th, whether you guys like it or not. If it's not perfect, uh, that's your fault because that was your opportunity to come in and make it more perfect. Yes. So we are now three minutes over our deadline, and it's the uh, only deadline that I see, do. But, deadlines. Fuck, yes. man. I know, so, I know you want to go to bed, but I did just want to give a nod to Joshua because Joshua. Thank you. Uh, Joshua Emmer's drones. <laughs> I was talking about the real one. We have our first. No, I know. I'm thanking yeah. him for pointing him out because yeah. he does a great Simon. And that's we have football. our first Englishman. I've been wanting. Okay, so accents, kids, especially in the theater, super fun. Um, Americans are bad at British accents. That's like they make fun of us for that. For good reason, like right. the fact that we make fun of them for having bad teeth, even though they have like some of the best dental care in the world. That's not even a real thing. But magic to have a real British voice in the theater for the first time. I I overjoyed it. So you definitely want to come and check out the Holiday Mouse. So, Holiday Mouse. He um, plays Simon, the forgetful elf. And you're going to have a good time with it. So, folks, thank you very much for joining us on this little retrospective of uh, of the Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. And I'm very hopeful that you will come and listen to many of our shows. Holiday Mouse is coming out presently. That means pretty soon. It does not mean right now. Get a goddamn <laughs> dictionary. Um, I really hate people who misuse presently. Also, hopefully, pisses me off. But that's another time. Um, but thank you folks for joining us and for the, giving us the extra five minutes of your time. Um, and, uh, we hope to see you again soon. Thank you guys so much. Love you guys. Where are you on the word? Literally. A very special thank you to the supporters of both Mindwave and Fred's front porch. I'm going to use this gratitudes piece to thank the cast of the Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. Thank you to Fred Eater, Jereen Elkins, Laura Engram of that other Laura Engram, Evelyn Cornwell, Harrison Cornwell, Mike Kelly, Jared Pooler of The Array, Alyssa Monet Mason of the YouTube channel by the same name, Phil Ord, of Americans for Nuclear Energy, the Climate Fix Podcast, and Spaceship Earth, Raven and Calum, Dexter Blue, Greg Smithwick of the So Local Live Network, Michelle Freeman, Christy Patterson, Michael Silvestri, Jess Glass, Joseph Mitchell, of The Art of Oversharing, Corey Cottrell, of the So Local Live Network, Annette Anderson, 
Isaac Miller of The Daily Archetype, Jesse Rogers of Resurgent Us, and Lena Miller of Hard Truth. And let's not forget our newest cast member from across the pond, Joshua Emrys Jones. Mindwave and Fred's Front Porch are produced by Studio Stargazer. You can learn more and support this work at studiostargazer.org. That's also where you will discover all of the pieces for the Stargazer Virtual Community Theater. If you're interested in joining the theater, that would also be the place to go. Or reach out to Fred Eater on Facebook. Thank you for listening to Building a Bigger Table, a retrospective. The first of many.